when I was a kid, uh, there were many times that I had to publicly apologize or do public penance for things that I did wrong. Uh, my mom and my dad were masters of the public apology. There was one time I could remember in particular, I was playing baseball and I was uh, on my Little League team, and I'm the, I wasn't the best player on the team by any stretch of the imagination, and our team wasn't very good at all because I was one of the pitchers. So I stand up and I start, I'm pitching, I'm pitching, and it's a, it's a bad day. Walked a few people, started to get frustrated, couldn't really stay calm until finally the coach was going to pull me out. And after ongoing and just trying to get through an inning after an inning, I wasn't having it. I was frustrated, I was angry. So when they call time, they start walking out towards me. I just looked at the coach. I threw the ball over my head and walked off the field with an attitude. Now, as I walked off the field, I thought I was going to make a statement, but I didn't realize my dad was waiting for me as one of the coaches in the dugout. And even worse, the wrath of my mother was waiting for me in the stands. After getting chewed out a few, for a few times over the course of the next couple of innings and the game ending, then came the moment. My mom caught me at the dugout where our little team's having our meeting, and she says, you're going to apologize before we leave this ballpark. Now for a 10-year-old kid, 12-year-old kid, the last thing I wanted to do was face my teammates and apologize after making a fool out of me and my team. But, swallowed my pride, approached, look guys, I'm sorry. Best part was, is they could see my mom standing five feet away from me, basically waiting to slap me if I mess up with the apology. But, apology was good, accepted, and I was back, on, I was back as one of the guys. See, we, could, we all, at some point, are going to mess up. And the team that we have around us, whether it be our families, whether it be our, fam our parish family, whether it be the church at large, is going to have every right to throw us out. Are we willing to apologize? Are we willing to step back into right relationship with that team? If we look, this has been the case with the church since the very beginning. The gospel that will be read tomorrow for... On the, on the Feast of Pentecost, today's the vigil. The Gospel that will be read tomorrow, though, talks about Jesus coming back after the resurrection and visiting the Twelve. And I have to think, the Twelve probably felt a lot like what I did at ten years old after making a fool of myself and my team. Jesus is coming, walks into their presence, His wounds glorified, and looks at them and the first words out of his mouth we could all think are, are going to be like, really, y'all all ran? Really, y'all all abandoned me? Have I not taught you anything? Was, were the last three years of our friendship a lie? But Jesus doesn't look at him and say any of that. He says, shalom. Peace be with you. Essentially saying, reestablishing them in right relationship with Him. 
Jesus goes that extra step to forgive before the apology can ever come out. Now, for us today, that right relationship that we may fall out of from time to time, that right relationship that we know what we should do, but we do something else. See, the, the, the apostles struggled with that. And they continued to struggle with that until Jesus ascended. But after His ascension comes in the feast that we celebrate today. Now, 50 days after Easter, the Feast of Pentecost. The Feast of the Blessing of the Holy Spirit, who not only reestablishes right relationship with our Lord, but keeps us there. Grounds us there. Anchors us in right relationship with God. Because quite honestly, if we're not anchored... Things can get in the way. Things can, can, can pull us out. Things can make our ship rock a little bit and we start to doubt Him. But in Pentecost, in the beautiful feast that we celebrate today, the Holy Spirit is given to the church as a remedy to that shaky ground that we may be built on. As a way of anchoring us to our God. A lot of times we'll talk about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gets a lot of, uh, public, of, a lot of publicity around confirmation time, right, in confirmation classes. And one of our favorite things as uh, teachers in confirmation classes is to throw out, hey, what are the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit? And usually our students kind of try and answer a couple of them. Like three of them sound the same, knowledge, understanding, right, wisdom. But after a while if we really take a time to reflect on them, we can see that the gifts that the Holy Spirit blesses us with are the antidote to many of life's trials that we have. So when I feel overwhelmed, when I feel like everything in my world is crashing down around me, everything depends on me, the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit of wisdom, it doesn't. It's on God. When I feel confused, which way do I go? Where do you want me? Where is it that you're leading me, Lord? The gift of understanding. When I feel lost, the spirit of counsel. When I'm afraid, the spirit, of, the, the, the spirit's gift of courage. When I'm ignorant, knowledge. When I'm too familiar with the things of our faith, when all my faith is is me going through the motions, the Spirit blesses me with the sense of piety. And when I doubt that God can actually have an effect on this situation at this time today, the Spirit of wonder and awe that lifts the burden off of us. See, it's through the action of the Holy Spirit in our lives that we're, we see the Lord work. Those daily little miracles. Those ways in which that we would never expect Him to. The ones that don't get the front page of the paper, but the ones that solidify our relationship with Him. 
It's through the action of the Holy Spirit that we're here today. It's through the action of the Holy Spirit that the liturgy means anything at all. It's through the action of the Holy Spirit that the Gospel gets spread not only from a hill in Calvary where the Savior of the world dies, but spreads throughout the entire world from the Holy Land to Cutoff. And that we have an opportunity to receive our Lord today. See, through the ascension, God, Jesus goes back to heaven, takes His seat, and is gone. But through Pentecost, He blesses each of us with the Spirit of making us little Christ. Called to go forth and bear fruit. Called to go out and to share the Gospel. Called to do the things that He did in His name. Each one of us are called to remain in that relationship, that right relationship that God invites us to. We're also called to share it. Today, as we come forth, as the gifts are brought forth in a few minutes, as we go through the rest of the Mass, as the body and, the body and blood, soul and divinity of Jesus Christ are made present here and given to us, let that outpouring of the Holy Spirit that we pray for in every Mass come upon these gifts that we receive, but upon the gifts of His faithful, that we may be inspired, that we may be enlivened with that fire of the faith, and that we may spread like wildfire throughout the world.